Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Talking Jacks podcast. We are back for season two. We are about a month and a half out from the very first regular season game at the Sportsplex. We cannot wait to see our Jacks back in action. Ben, how are you doing? Woo, I'm excited. Um, we have so much to, well, a little bit of stuff to cover. Um, we've been kind of waiting to, to go over this officially, so we actually had a roster and things like that. But a lot of good things to cover, a lot of random off-season things as well. Um, but yeah, we have that first preseason game, which is going to be at the Plex. Yep, we've got um, several things to plug here. Yeah. That first preseason game that Ben is referencing is against North Carolina FC, and it is at the Sportsplex at uh, 1 p.m. on February the 25th. That's a Sunday. Uh, it's going to be free parking, free admission. I don't believe, as of recording, there are no vendors planned. That's what I'm but, wondering. But I'm that wondering could, if there's going to be any alcohol or food uh, involved. That could um, change, but... Yeah. For now, plan on there no being no vendors. Yeah. Uh, it might be a bring your own snack situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know about be bring your own beer. I, say, I don't know. Sneak your own beer in. I don't know how that maybe. goes uh, with the county rules. But anyways, the important part is to just be there. Uh, yeah. It's going to be exciting. More than likely, there's going to be a lot of trialists for Charlotte. Uh, so yeah. We have eight players right now. I mean, there's still time. There's still about three weeks until that game kicks off. Yep. Um. Actually, exactly three weeks at time of recording. Um, but it's exciting. We finally get to see the guys back in action, or some of the guys back in action. Uh, and the ne- next thing we have to plug is coming up a week from today, probably six days or so from when you're listening. Mm-hmm. And that is the Jack- next Jack's Militia meeting. Yeah. And that is on Sunday, February 11th, at the Old Mecklenburg Brewery, a.k.a. OMB. And yeah. that is at 3 p.m., that meeting is to discuss TIFO ideas, song ideas, um, and just to kind of, if you're hesitant about joining Jack's Militia, if you just want to know informa- know some more information, get to know some of the members, that's a great opportunity to do that over uh, some really delicious beer and yeah. a nice OMB. atmosphere at OMB. Copper is a very delicious beer. We're yeah. not getting paid by them at all. No, but, but if mean, you would like to, OMB, if you're listening... Have your people call our people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Jack's militia, uh, have you seen the Enzo Martinez shirt? Um, I've seen the six knuckled man. Yes. The six knuckled um, man. Okay. Yes. The it's... Enzo Martinez shirt is the hottest new thing around. Um, it is selling like hotcakes. You yes. got to get yours. Uh, that is also being done by Jack's militia. I'm a little biased because I took the photo that yep. inspired the design. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's the greatest shirt that's ever been made of all time. It's really nice and, looking. I, yeah. Well, it, it looks nice on paper. Um, so I'm really excited to hold it. It might look even better on you. Oh, there you go. I okay, bet it will. Yeah. It'll, it'll really so. bring it to life. Yep. That shirt is available in white and blue. White and so you blue, got options, colors. folks. Yeah. Go to jacksmilitia.com to find out how you can purchase it. Um, not only will you be getting an amazing T-shirt, you will be supporting independent designers. You will be supporting uh, the supporters of the Charlotte Independents. So this is not just for Charlotte Independents fans. If you love your club and you just want a really awesome shirt with Enzo Martinez's face on it, 
that's cool too. Yeah, there's you a lot can to still, like. You can still buy one. Go to jacksonmilitia.com and find Support out. Support supporters is how what we're you trying can. To say. Yeah. Um, I think you just have to make like two clicks once you get to the homepage. I think you can click on the homepage and then go to newsletter zero one, and that'll tell you all about. And it might even be in newsletter zero two actually. Either way, if you can't figure it out, we'll send you the link. Go to it's all over our Twitter. Just hit us up if you are interested and can't figure it out for yourself. Um, did we make all of our plugs? No, we still have one still more left. One we, more so plug, it, yeah. it, we've, you know, it, we've been hibernating for the off season, so <laughs> uh, there's a lot to kind of catch up on. So if you are have been following our friends over at Soccer and Sweet Tea, uh, we have just launched a brand new logo for the 2018 season. It is also very. Hot. I really like that logo. Are people still saying hot? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, saying it's, hot, so hot right now. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, that logo can be found all over social media for Soccer and Sweet Tea. Uh, it's really great looking. Yes. I think there's, there's going to be... team variants too. Ours yeah, I don't nice think those well. have really come out yet. I, although, if, I, if, you go to the, if you go to SoccerandSweetTea.com, you can kind of see the, the little team variations little of teasers. the logo. Because uh, we've archived all of our stories from last year and split it into the teams. Yeah. So it's easier to, to find. So if you really want to go read our articles from last year, which we totally encourage you to do. Um, you want to kind of brush up on your Don't independence read my first history. one. I can't have been very good. Dude, my first ones are terrible too. It's okay. It's, it's all learning experience. Uh, but we're, you know, we're just really excited to get this season underway. I think we're going to, I'm not sure the schedule for the podcast and between now and yeah. this season, I, we're kind of, depends on how much news we get. We could be going weekly. We could be yeah. going biweekly. Um, but once we get rolling this season, it's going to, we're going to hit the ground running. I think Yeah. Uh, we got some awesome things planned. I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm rearing yeah. to go. So uh, before we really get started into on the field, uh, we're going to hit some of these off the field updates. Uh, you know, as a, as a Charlotte Independence fan, you know, there's always stuff going on uh, surrounding the team off the field. I guess probably that's every team, but it seems yeah. like even more so with the, with the independents. There's um, definitely been a lot in the off season this year off yeah. the field. That's for sure. So uh, we're going to, mainly we're going to keep our podcast on field focused, but since it's still the off season or I guess it's technically preseason now, yeah. uh, we're going to kind of hit this kind of quick. Uh, I'm sure our friends over at the second yellow soccer show are probably going to dive more into this. They seem to cover things a little bit better in this arena than we do. So we're going to, yeah. uh, if you want more information on this, make sure to listen to them when they get back going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the independents reportedly have a new owner. Yeah, but it hasn't been announced yet, yeah. right? I was just thinking about Re- that. It's so. been reported by uh, two sources, at least, uh, mm-hmm. the Charlotte Business Journal and the Charlotte Post, yep. um, have both reported that Dan Dimico, uh, former CEO of Nucor, is that uh, that the right? Sure. I think it's Nucor. Yeah. That kind of sounds like a like a comic book. It sounds he like he, he sounds, sounds like, like a, a villain, like um, like Spider Man. Like I don't know. This kind of sounds yeah. like something Nucor. out of Spider Man. Um, uh, but anyways, the former CEO of Nucor is now, or reportedly, the becoming in the next few days. Maybe the papers are already signed. I don't know. Maybe he'll be the owner when this is released. <laughs> when it's hopefully. kicked off, yeah. <laughs> uh, the team has yet to formally announce it, but with two uh, two very reliable sources reporting it, I think we can pretty much report it as fact yep. that Demico is going to be the new owner, um, and that and, and essentially what also is being reported is that basically he's just. Uh, it's just going to be like a cash infusion. Yeah, uh, he's not really taking over the day-to-day decisions. No. That's still going to be run by Jim McPhillamy and the rest yep. of the staff that's already in place. So I guess uh, things aren't really going to change much, except 
that the independents now have more money. More money more is More money good. is always good when it comes to a soccer team. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe we've already seen the effects of that new money because the, that report came out uh, like 10 days ago or so, and then Roughly. since then we've made four signings. Yeah, I don't think I'm, it's a I don't, It could be a coincidence. Yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. Um, so the next thing, uh, speaking of the new owner – the Memorial Stadium deal that is always seemingly it's in the news. looming over our heads. Uh, it talks have resumed between the city, county, all the all the uh, political powers who yeah. uh, control uh, Memorial Stadium, and essentially the I think the county did vote to renovate. Yeah. Uh, this is where our reporting is not. <laughs> Super great, uh, and, and you can get more details other places. Yep. Uh, but I, I believe that they voted to go ahead and and and, yeah. and renovate the stadium, um, and then the the money is still kind of up in the air. They're going to yeah. see if so the Susan city's going kind of to if the city's going to put in any money. The independents still could put in money. Yep. Uh, other people, you know, that's still kind of up in the air. But uh, it, it sounds like. Oh, this new owner, one of his, one of the things that he wants to do is help lock down primary tenancy yep. of of Memorial Stadium. Which, which I think is really encouraging because mm-hmm. if he's because I remember in, in somebody's article, it may have been the Independence or uh, the Charlotte Post, but um, they quoted him as saying that he wouldn't have been gone in this investment if he wasn't going to go towards Memorial, if it wasn't going to be, I guess, profitable for him and that type of right. thing in the long run. Um, so that's really encouraging. So we may finally get Memorial. Um, yeah. Yep. And even then, I think it's. I think the CBJ article said, I think the earliest the independents could play in Memorial is like 2020, and that's if they start construction this April, and if the construction takes the exact amount of time it's supposed to. It never does. It never Just does. Ask. So DC United think, fans knew about that, right? They yeah. push back and push back. And and honestly, if they have to push it back, I would rather them open the stadium in you know 21 or 22 even yeah then to have to do half the season at the sportsplex and then half the season at you know they maybe maybe not maybe you know maybe i'm being silly but um we'll we'll try you know well if there are any updates we'll probably cover it uh, but maybe not too heavily that's not really our uh what we want to do with the podcast we want to try to keep things focused on the field i know sometimes you can't um but that's kind of our off-the-field update, so to speak. Uh, new owner and potentially a new stadium down the road. Um, but speaking of on-the-field stuff, we have the semblance of a roster yeah. forming. We um, almost with, have a full roster. Eh, full. I mean, you could. we could almost field a starting 11. Is the roster half full or half empty? I would say it's a third full, honestly, because most full. teams have okay. about 25 players. That's true, yeah. I think... I think the new USL rule is you can have 23 in the game day roster and then yeah. you have 18 in the, I don't hmm. know, whatever. We won't touch that. But uh, I think last year we had 25 or 26 on that the roster. That sounds about right, yeah. Um, and then some came and went during the season, as as happens in the USL yeah. um, and really every league. But uh, let's we're going to kind of just list the players we've got um, and maybe just hit a little bit about them. Uh, we'll start with the returning players from last season. And uh, the first three that were announced were obviously the Martinez brothers. Yep. Alex and Enzo. Um, they're kind of the face of the franchise, so to speak. Yeah. I think uh, I agree with they're, they're very synonymous with the Charlotte Independence, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to have an identity 
uh, especially when your identity is two really good players. Um, yeah, good in the community and that kind of thing. Yeah, and um, also announced at that same time was Joel Johnson. Mm-hmm. And we talked about last year how much we like Joel Johnson, how we think he's... You know, he's, I was kind of surprised that we got him back. I was back, surprised we got him back, too, um, and especially in that very first, because we announced yeah. that back in about a while ago. They were Months announced. Months ago, yeah. Yeah. So that was very encouraging that we were able to hold on to um, Johnson because he is, I, I think he's phenomenally talented yeah. at, at right back. Um, and then, you know, we had, we thought we had Callum Ross. Um, yeah, I was trying to remember. Was he announced in that he bunch? He was announced as okay. well. Um, he was announced in that bunch. But it it, it sounds like uh, maybe it was a, a team option that, um, also had a player was, option. And which the, yeah, it was also really it, to me. Yeah, it seems like if that's if you have both, you don't really have either. Yeah. Um, but you know, regardless, uh, he's in a situation probably better for him in his mind um, yeah. down at uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City, right? Yeah, the energy. The energy. That's right. Mm-hmm. OKC energy. So yeah. uh, we wish him well. Um, we're. I, I think we're gonna miss him. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, definitely. I th- especially since. Uh, and I'm, of course, we'll probably talk about this in a little bit. But the players that were losing, um, already losing June Marquis Davidson to retirement, um, losing him as well, and then Lewis Hilton. Yeah, we're we, basically uh, revamping our entire midfield. Which yes, uh, we'll, we have some questions on that later. Yeah, um, I, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but also in the returning player category, we have the legend Jorge Herrera. Jorge we were he was kind of maybe on the fence I don't know you know I don't know Jorge but yeah. he what he was seemed like he was maybe on the fence about returning um, and then he decided to return obviously for mm-hmm. his millionth year playing playing professional yeah. soccer in the city of 37 Charlotte 37 years young is that yeah that's I, I believe okay. he's 37 will turn 38 during the season yep uh, just a quality player quality guy off the field as well exciting um, to watch always got a smile on his face uh, he you know if you ever get a chance to talk to him he's just so nice mm-hmm. um I, i'm really glad to have him back he's the all-time second all-time leading goal scorer in usl history mm-hmm. i can't remember how far he is back from dane kelly not far uh okay. they were i think to start last season they were almost neck and neck and then of course yeah. dane kelly won the golden boot and jorge was i don't know six or eight goals behind him i, I think it, i think the gap is less than 10 um, yeah, and there and, and and there are rumors that Dan Kelly is not returning to USL next season, um, and so if that's the case, Jorge Herrera could uh, take the lead and be. I would love that if Jorge Herrera would would uh, maybe play one more year, be score fantastic. ten goals, and then retire as the USL's all time leading goal scorer. That would be a really good milestone for yeah, him. Dan Kelly can go play in some other league. Yeah, I I, mean, I think the report uh, the the Reno fans. It's Reno that he plays for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Reno, eighteen sixty-eight. Yeah, that's yeah. What, it is. <laughs> what a weird, you know, yeah. Whatever. Uh, I think they they think he is, or apparently, according to these fans, he's on trial at a, for a team in India. So okay, I th- yeah, um, I remember hearing about that. And a while I've ago, seen that yeah. rumor pop up several times, so it's it might be reliable. I don't know. It is just a rumor. So. A lot of people are going out to India. Um, I'm trying to think. I thought there was some other player I just heard about going out to India, but uh, but yeah. So hopefully, Dane Kelly will go out there and. Herrera will Jorge score twenty goals this season. Ooh, twenty goals! That would be amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he's gonna score twenty goals. Well, what did he score? Ten, he scored twelve last year, ten or twelve. Uh, yeah, twelve. Scored most right. of them in July too. Yeah. Um, shoot. We'll we'll probably break down the roster a little further. I don't know later in today's episode or in future episodes. I think Herrera is kind of an interesting 
player. You know, when he's when he, he's when he's rolling like he was in July, I, mm-hmm. he, I don't, you can't take him out of the starting lineup. No, uh, but it's gonna I, be interesting. It's to gonna see be interesting to see. Yeah, year. it'll definitely be interesting to see what role they give him. I, I was just think gonna say last that. year was a surprise for even Independence fans as far as his role being a, a fairly consistent starter uh, compared yeah, to the and season before. And some before, of that but, was out of necessity. Uh, yeah, we were really thin up front, mm-hmm. um, and as of right now, we still are. But it's still yeah. early. I know there's been a lot of, um, and we've been part of it too, a lot of impatient, not impatience, but a lot of independence uh, fans kind of terror, freaking out. Fear, yeah, because we, we have um, so little players. Uncertainty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, those are the things that I've thought about. Yeah. Um, but if you look back, and, and we do have a question addressing this, so we'll, we'll hit more of this later. But this is not that uncommon for the independence. Um, yeah. I'll put it that way, and we'll kind of go more into it later. Um, so, and then uh, another returning player is the captain Bilal Duckett. Uh, he's the most recent announcement, hasn't he? Wasn't he? Um, or was Brandon Miller the Brandon most? Brandon was the okay. Yeah, he was the well, last one. Bilal on that, Duckett that, was announced this week. Three. Um, yeah. Um, we're really glad to have him back. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he's such a good leader on and off the field. It, and yeah. He's he's really visible in the community. Uh, both, just like, he, I don't know. He's just like you see him pop up and. Uh, I forget what magazine he was in a magazine. It's yeah. like a mod- photography model. He, he was, was like uh, looking at his watch, like oh he, somebody's taking a photo. Of me. Yeah, like um, and then he was, was he's funny. he pops up on the Seven O Four Shop Instagram from time to time. Yep, um, he's just a really visible guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great uh, ambassador for the city of Charlotte. Great ambassador for the club. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know good in the media. Uh, and then We're and he's, and he's a good back, player that's for sure. Yeah, you know it's obviously. If he's all those things and he's not good on the field, you know he's not yeah. worth a whole lot. But he's yeah. <laughs> also a very good player. Um, so I, you know, I'm I'm glad we have I'm glad we have him back. I'm glad we have all of our players back. There are a few that I wish were also back, um, <laughs> but we'll kind of hit on those a little bit later because we do have a question about that as well. Yeah. So um, let's see. I think that's all the returning players. Mm-hmm. Did I miss any? Uh, Donnie Smith. See, I was yeah, gonna. Ca- see, I, I wasn't I, sure if we ca- were counting Donnie as a new player or as a returning player because he's he was on loan. So I guess he's a, he's half. I think he played. He made ten or twelve appearances for us last season, so kind of a small sample size. Yeah, not um, consistent sample size. I mean, there was at one point, I can't remember if it was the Louisville game or after the Louisville game, but we had no idea who was going to be on the team, and all of a sudden he was starting. Well, that's just how um, that's just how it happened last year with yeah. a lot of our loanies is they would just pop up. Yep, <laughs> and they would just be there in the starting line. We're like, all right, <laughs> they're back. So, he, uh, Donnie Smith did sign a a deal with the Independence. He is not on loan this season. He is an oh. Independence player. Um, we're really excited about that. Um, I I think Donnie is a fantastic left back. I think he's a really good complement for Johnson on the opposite side. Yeah, uh, he can really deliver a ball. Like mm-hmm. he his crossing ability is really really strong. Yep. Um, and if if you noticed he. When almost every time when he was in the starting eleven, he was the one taking the corner kicks as well. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That so is, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's got he's got a good left foot on set pieces, which yeah, we really struggled with set pieces both offensively and defensively last year. So yeah, I'm I'm glad we have another option um, to deliver a ball. Um, so Donnie Smith was our first new signing, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then um, we also announced this week. 
I, I don't know if it's Kevin or Kavan. Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. I well, don't know. Um, I'm going to say it's Kavan George. Kavan sounds fancier, so let's say that. Okay. Kavan George. It's yeah. probably Kevin then. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Whatever we go with, it's not that. We're going to say King um, George for now. See, I, every time I saw his name, I kept trying to remember that if it was Kevin or, or Kevin George or George Kevin. So I'm going to mess that up. I'm going to call him by the wrong name at some point. Um, but Mr. George um, is really exciting. I, I mean... We weren't really expecting anybody as far as outside signings uh, very soon. Um, yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere, and and he's a sneaky good signing, I think. Yeah, I've watched. I have a. I have an entire YouTube playlist of uh, Jacksonville Armada highlights from last season. I've watched just a couple. You of found them. highlights of him? YouTube. Just go to YouTube oh. and type in like. Uh, uh, Jacksonville Armada See, I, highlights. I and I just made a playlist. That That's so really I, cool. I, I haven't gotten to most of them. I've only watched like two. But <laughs> the two that I've seen, uh, he was you know briefly in them because he's a defensive midfielder. He doesn't show up on the on the box score, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems like he's going to be – he's similar in playing style, I think, to June, but yeah. maybe more of a defensive anchor. Yeah, the then, stats would definitely June. dictate that too from what I've been looking at too. Like he's he's almost the same for on a per 90 basis from last year as far as clearances, blocks, interceptions um and things along those lines. He's definitely more of a defensive presence. Yeah, he, um, I think you your stats said he made how many more tackles per game? He had he he or more attempted one tackles, more, um, but one. he had double the duels one. Okay. Um and Almost one and a half aerial duels one, which is a lot more than uh, Davidson. But the only other thing to that is he was um, the most yellow carded player in the NASL last year. Well, he'll fit right in then. Yeah, because <laughs> we, I believe, we had maybe two or three guys in the top ten. In yeah, yellow we cards. were. We may have been in like the top ten in the whole league last year in yellow cards. Yeah, um, so he'll fit right in. I, I'm excited to see him play. I mean. You know, I hate to bring this up, but he did play really well against the United States at the international level. And yeah. if he can hang with, I mean, I know we like to bag on some of our players, but if he can hang with uh, the Michael Bradleys and Christian Pulisics of the world, mm-hmm. I think I think he can hang with us. Yeah, I, I think I'm, he can hang I'm with anybody. Really excited because on paper he feels like a perfect replacement for June Marquis Davidson. Yeah, because even his or possibly his even an stats. upgrade. Yeah, I mean, really an upgrade too, potentially because he's going to be more of an aerial threat, which we don't have it all and maybe just um, more more not not that june was poor defensively but more defensively minded maybe yeah more aggressive maybe yeah is a, is a good way of looking at it i think june was a, he was phenomenal i mean he mm-hmm. made our midfield tick um but i think we might have needed a little more of an anchor in front of our back four last year yeah uh, because we were a little inconsistent back there so mm-hmm. maybe this is uh, the coaching staff seeing a weakness and trying to strengthen it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him on the field. Um, it's just awesome when you have a international player um, for you know no matter who they who they play for. Yeah. It's, it's great Trinidad when you Tobago, right? it's Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. yeah I we haven't mentioned that yet. Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but when you're playing for your national team, you're you know one of the best twenty players in your country. Yeah. Which is exciting. Which is awesome. I don't care what country it is. Uh, so that that. That's really awesome. Uh, welcome, King George, to King the Independence. Kevin, uh, Kevin, someone needs to yeah, someone, clarify James, this James, tell us, uh, give us a pronunciation guide <laughs> yes. for these eight names. I think we've got all of them. I think that's the only one we really How do you pronounce, with. is it Brandon Miller? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Brandon Miller, uh, he's the final 
signing that we have to discuss. And you were kind of on this track a while ago. I was you really were, lucky. You um. supposedly <laughs> saw him working out on Instagram. Was that the yeah, story? It was, it was uh, Jack Metcalf's uh, Insta story. Uh-huh. And this sounds really creepy now that I'm saying this out loud. Um, but I saw someone that looked like Brandon Miller. And before I was like, okay, we need a goalkeeper. Um, was, this, was this before or after the Cody news had broken that he was signing with the Rowdies? Oh, this was well after. This, this was, was after. This, okay. Like when I mentioned it to y'all, this when I, this when I saw. Okay, it. so that was um, I think maybe two or three weeks ago. Yeah, may, yeah, probably something along those lines. Um, but I was because I was looking at different uh, USL goalkeepers that we could get, hopefully like dream scenarios. And of course, Brandon Miller's from this area, um, so I, why not? I was really hoping we could get a player of his quality. Um, I mean, he won the the Golden Glove um, back when he played for Rochester in 2015. Uh, R.I.P. Rochester Rhinos. Um, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Maybe. Um, Is it R.I.P. There, or are they like Han Solo in uh, The Empire Strikes Back? Are they frozen Ooh. in carbonite? Hopefully. hopefully, they're just frozen in carbonite. Hopefully, they don't play at that stadium ever, ever again because we don't want to go there. But that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, so it's really exciting. We got a player his quality. Uh, especially because Renfro, I always want to call him Restrepo, but uh, no, Renfro. Restrepo plays for uh, San Antonio now. Yeah, um, but the fact that we lost Cody Mazel and uh, Renfro, I was like, what are we going to do in the goalkeeper position? But to get a player of Brandon Miller's quality who made numerous saves that were crazy um, throughout the season, I want to say he was nominated or in the – or something like that for the save of the week a couple times. Um, he's a really good catch for us, um, which even though we don't have a, a full roster yet, and if you compare it to the, the Cincinnati's or the Louisville's or the, um, the Tampa Bay Rowdies of the, the league, we don't have as much of a roster as them. I'm still really happy with the players we've got. Um, and if we can build around this roster, it's going to be uh, really exciting. Sorry, to see Sadie's trying to make goes. an appearance on the podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, I, yeah, like you said, I, I'm thrilled with the eight players we have. Yeah, um, I think they're eight really quality players. Like, I'm really impressed that we got Brandon Miller and Kevon George. Those are two really, yeah. really good signings. Mm-hmm. And then Donnie Smith, I think, is a really good signing as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We. You know, we, we, we may only have eight guys, yeah. but they're they're top quality guys. Oh yeah. Um, and and obviously, I think part of our problem last year was we didn't have very good depth. Mm-hmm. So the important part is going to be you know the next eight signings. Yeah. And where they lie, um, and you know obviously that's going to take a whole season to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we I think we're off to a really good start. Yeah. Um, one thing I was really impressed with. Is I think we were all kind of worried when we when Cody went to the Rowdies because we you know yeah. he was really good. Mm-hmm. He saved us, you know, he probably saved us four or five points by himself yeah. last year, very um, very easily. Um, yeah, and to possibly even upgrade on that is just phenomenal. Like and like yeah. we just said, to to get somebody who was it's the same quality or higher mm-hmm. for two of our most important players last year is awesome. Yeah. Like and to have that much USL experience too, mm-hmm. to have done everything you could do really in the USL. Yeah. I mean, he's played in the playoffs. He's played Won the on the cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, it's really exciting. Um, and I think the rest of the roster will, will figure itself out. There's um, still a lot of players out there. 
yeah. due to the unrest with the NASL, due to the expansion. Are they frozen of, in carbonate? I don't even. You know, it sucks to see any team fold. Yeah. Um, you know, we hate seeing that, but the way that they've gone about things is just nuts. Uh, we won't yeah. get too much into that, but uh, there, there's a lot of players out there. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of players that don't make MLS rosters uh, that are also going to be up for grabs here the next few weeks because yeah, I believe so a lot the MLS, MLS season are... kicks off uh, like the 2nd of March maybe. Hmm, okay. So they, they get started a little, a little sooner than us. Yeah. Um, so those rosters are going to be set, you know, two or three weeks before ours. So those are going to be players up for grabs. Yep. That's something that I think the independents have done all three seasons now is they've picked up at least one or two guys that were in MLS camps. Last year it was Jaime Siage. Yeah. He was in the, he was drafted by Colorado, went through their camp, didn't make the squad. We came in, scooped him up. He mm-hmm. was I think he was at the combine, the the Colorado Charlotte combine. I believe so, yeah. So there's probably going to be a few of those guys. Um And that's the only the other maybe more than a few this year. There's so many teams in the East. Um, I don't pay attention to the West because it's its own league. It really is. Like, but yeah. um, the East has so many teams that are already near or maxed out on their roster slots Yeah, that we're probably going to be able to get a, a good bit of quality players from the, because the scrap pile, so to speak. Because they can't necessarily go anywhere else, right. um, which is a weird mentality, I guess. But it, it, it's exciting. It's a weird mentality in some ways, but if you look at it, in terms of resources, I think that's what we have to do. I think we're yeah. if you look at where we're at in it, with with resources, we're not up in that top echelon with Tampa and Cincinnati. We're not spending like they are. Nobody no. is. Cincinnati, Louisville, and and Tampa probably spend combined what they're you know this is a very, this is a huge <laughs> hyperbole, but like they they <laughs> might spend between the three of them what the rest of the Eastern Conference spends combined. I, you know, yeah, maybe that's they, probably they not true. That's probably not um, true, but it it feels like it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, but it's just the way that that it is. That, that's that's soccer. That's yeah. If you look at the rest of the world, a lot of it, uh, you know, these mega clubs they load up on the talent on paper, mm-hmm. um, and then everybody else has to figure out how to build a roster to compete. And I think we've done a good job of doing that over the last three seasons. And I, I, I want to say we should trust the front office uh, yeah. and, and not panic and hope that they can do it again this year. Cause yep. there's a, there's a lot of turnover. Um, mm-hmm. Like we, we have eight players and I think what's five of them were on the roster last season. And then maybe five and a half if you count Donnie, yep. um, and that doesn't that doesn't mean that maybe there's maybe a couple more returnings that haven't been announced, uh, but yeah, that's the other thing is there's, there's still gonna be a lot of turnover. There's gonna be a lot like we've been kind of talking about um, back and forth that are still kind of up in the air. I mean, I would I would love Jaime Siaj back. Um, obviously, he would be he'd fit in perfectly um, to replace. We've completely forgot about um, a certain player that's left. Oh, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the leaving players. Oh, okay, that's yeah. I I, it kind of slipped my mind, but um, but yeah, Jaime Siaj, I'd love to bring back. I wouldn't mind seeing David Spees, um, honestly. Um, (laughs) I would love to see Siaj back as well. Yeah, that that that, the look uh, (laughs) Alex just gave me was really funny. Um, but yeah, so it's and there's still Jan Ekra that's kind of up in the air. I don't, I don't. It depends. I don't know if we'll see him back. 
based on the way he was used last year. But I'd love him back in the midfield, honestly. Yeah, if um, he if he will come back and maybe be that backup defensive midfielder, I think that'd be awesome. I think he'd yeah. be a really quality guy to have in a rotation. Um, I don't know that if they're going to try to use him up front again, I don't really want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I can't see that he would come um, back for that, to be honest with you. I wouldn't blame him, yeah. honestly, because that's not in his skill set. Um, and one season of uh, attempting to make one player something else, I think is enough. Yeah, and I don't know that um, he would, you know, I guess there's a, there's a, if you want to play really more defensively, you could play him alongside George. Yeah. Um, and then just have, if we have a striker on the roster, then you could play Enzo as, you know, the only attacking midfielder and probably get away with it. Um, and I think, I think what Coach Jeffries has tended to do over at least last season was uh, Ross and uh, June were technically defensive midfielders, maybe, uh, but neither one yeah. of them are particularly all that defensive, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. they, they were deep-lying, but they weren't necessarily defenders. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, they were both kind of deep-lying playmakers. And then you had Hilton doing all the running. Uh, and Lots then, of or, running. or Enzo or whoever was playing that attacking midfielder was kind of all over the place, um, which I, I don't know. I don't know if that strategy we, – we can probably t- get into that later. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's kind of our, our roster as it stands right now. I imagine we'll likely get two or three players from Colorado – um, that's been it seems like the, that one of the, the strikers kind of, I did notice that they drafted. Uh, yeah, I think it was the, the one, one from, I was the most excited about. Was it the one you're most yeah, excited about? Yeah, okay. Franzi. Was it Franzi or Franzi? Uh, I don't know. Fr- it, I think it was both Franzi. His first and last name were Perry, complicated. So. Perry, he was uh, big, like six foot four. Yeah, big striker from he Coastal did, Carolina. He did, I think, yeah, right? yeah, he was the Sun Belt Player of the Year in college. He played really well in PDL. He scored like. A goal oh, every. Was that guy. Yeah, oh. it was like the guy who scored like a goal per sixty minutes or something like that. God, like that. that would have been nice. Yeah, he played. It? I think he played like twelve games and scored eleven goals in the Oof. PDL, uh, which is really good numbers, it, no matter what league. But uh, yeah. he has, I think, gone on trial somewhere overseas. I don't yeah, know some where. Some European place. Um, not, yeah, I don't remember where, but. But that, I don't know. There's a lot of strikers on the roster mm-hmm. uh, for Colorado. I, I don't know how many are going to make the team. Probably True. not as many as they have right now. Um, <laughs> Less than what they have. But the, the problem is they have a lot of guys that are, quite frankly, backup strikers in MLS. Mm, um, okay. I don't really know that they have a guy who's just like far and away better. So I think you could we could have another situation where Calvert is fighting for a place in the Colorado 11 yep. and maybe not coming down to Charlotte. Um, mm. so that's, that's, that's one to keep an eye on. I would really like to have a really solid striker, uh, that we can depend on to be in the 11. And yeah. not I really hope we sign a striker Colorado. too. Yeah. That's what I mean. Nice. I, I like, I, I really uh, like Caleb Calvert. Uh, but if he is going to be pushing for a place in Colorado, then we, we're not, we're not going to be able to use him. So that was kind of the situation we got into last year. I think we were counting on having Caleb Calvert mm-hmm. and we didn't get Caleb Calvert. We panicked and signed uh, Townsend on loan. He didn't really fit in the system. You could say that, yeah. Um, and we kind of were left to scramble and adjust. Mm-hmm. And I, I would hate for that to happen this year. 
Um, Which is where our death problems came into play, too. Yeah, once that was we, part uh, of it. That was part of it, too, yeah. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Colorado, there is uh, some news that Enzo Martinez and Joel mm-hmm. Johnson are on trial with the Rapids. Yeah. Um, we don't really know a lot of the details. There was an article written um, in the SB Nation blog of Burgundy the Rapids, Wave, the I Burgundy Wave. Yeah. Had some really interesting quotes from some of the Colorado coaching staff. Very strong very, yeah, words, I would say. Yeah. Strong words uh, is one way to put it. <laughs> he was really high on Enzo Martinez. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he talked a little bit about Joel. He, he, he said, had good things to say about Joel, but he mm-hmm. had a lot more to say about Enzo. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of obvious. Um, and, and there's the fact that, you know, with MLS roster rules, I think the – their international slots are a lot more limited mm. than maybe in USL. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I just know that MLS roster MLS roster rules are wild, and and Joel Johnson would take up an international roster slot. So if he's not going to be like the starting right back, yeah, he's probably not going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that Mar- uh, Enzo probably has more of a chance of being signed by Colorado than Joel does. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Um, you guys can get hurt in the preseason, and you just never know. Both of those guys, uh, I think, are good enough to play in MLS. Yeah. And it's just a matter of do they fit in Colorado's system? Do they have good chemistry with the other guy? You know, that, there's yeah. a lot that goes into – A lot of X factors. There's a lot that goes into making a roster other than just being a good soccer player. Everybody who, you know, plays in the USL is a good soccer player. Some fit better than others. Some have more qualities. You yeah. know, there's there's all kinds of factors. Um but but there, there, we are probably going to have an episode on that coming up soon. Uh, we're trying to lock down a guest mm-hmm. to have and kind of talk more about that, uh, a Colorado guest. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, we'd obviously love to talk more about it, but uh, we'll kind of save that for yeah, if we don't if we live in Colorado. So yeah. So moving on, uh, we've got some questions. We've got more than some questions. Yeah. We've got a lot of questions. We've got like half a dozen of them. So. You know, they kind of cover all the topics that we've covered, so we'll just kind of start from the top. I don't – let's see. I I wrote down all of our questions, and we will start from the top. Yeah. So first question uh, was from Gary, and he's complaining that we didn't do the episode two weeks ago. Um, sorry, Gary. Yep. We didn't have a lot of news, and then we did have a lot of news. We did come that out to make you look bad, Gary. That's couple, why we did that. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about doing an episode while we were at the Queen City Cup. Or not or not Queen, Winter uh, Cup. Winter Cup. Winter Cup, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, we haven't talked about that. That was awesome. Yeah. That was phenomenal uh, by the Charlotte Independence and Corver Coaching, I believe was how yeah, you pronounce that. that sounds right. Uh, that event was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I played on the Jack's Militia team. Uh, poorly. Uh, <laughs> At least you went out there and you didn't uh, get nutmeg. I did not get nutmeg no, by a 14-year-old. No. I can not not everyone on the team can say that. <laughs> I am one of those. That was my goal. I was like I am not getting nutmeg. Yeah. Uh I did get the crap stamped out of my foot. It is still bruised today. Yeah, twice, right? Uh the first time it wasn't like a stamp. It was like oh, I got yeah. kicked. This time this this was I think by another 14-year-old. I don't know. He went for the ball and he did not get the ball. He got the top of my foot and yep. it still hurts. It is still bruised and it has been 2 weeks. Wow. So that child really made like a serious bruise on my foot. I think it, you need to talk to his parents. No, I don't ever want to see that kid again. I felt bad because I got mad, and then like 
30 seconds after I got mad, I was like, oh, he's just a kid. He didn't mean to. And I was like, all right, I better go say sorry for getting mad. So <laughs> I like, I like said, sorry. So anyway, that was a really good time. Um, if they do it again next year, you should all definitely sign up, play. You don't have to be good. No, um, trust me. <laughs> uh, I was example of that. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but anyways, moving on. Sorry, Gary. Uh, we'll try to do better next time. The next question is from Tall Man Woj, aka Matt Woj. You're gonna have to help me, Matt. Matt <laughs> Wojakwich. I thought you were gonna ask me for help, which would not have been helpful at all. Um. We probably got that wrong, but anyways, different roster from last year, and one that's still obviously being built. Where do you think the team needs to focus, given the changes in personnel? Or excuse me, where do you think the team needs to focus on changes? Uh, personnel strategy both to win the East this year. Um, this was kind of something we were talking about or getting into earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Personnel wise, we've made some changes. It's hard to really say. Yeah. Um, I know you, you said you had a couple of dream <laughs> acquisitions. Um, I really would like, a you know, tall... the USL player pool a little better than I do. Yeah, I've looked through a little bit of it today. Um, cause I'm a, a USL nerd for no reason. Um, other than this, I have a lot of free time. Um, but yeah, so I, I was looking through and I mean, ideally, um, I, I would have no problem if we brought back, uh, Henry Kalungi, Kalungi. I always mispronounce his name. You do. You always Henry go with K. The, with the um, <laughs> Henry K. I would not be disappointed in him coming back, but if we didn't have him, I would really like a tall, big bodied, uh, center back like, um, Yambi. From uh from Richmond, do you remember him? Really tall. I remember Richmond being difficult to score against there, for the so most part. So you kind of remember so, him, then. yeah. Um, so a tall, big-bodied center back, I wouldn't mind. Um, one I was even looking at, which it worked for me last time, so I'm just going to throw it out there. I wouldn't mind having Hugh Roberts. He is had his contract declined, uh, or option declined either from by which him, team? Bethlehem Steel. Bethlehem Steel. A he playoff is team. six four. He's thinner, but he, he's like one seventy, I think, according to the. Wow, you, you know all of it. Um, but he's a big-bodied center back, which I'd like to have. Okay, we need if he's 6'4 four, four and 170 pounds, he's not big-bodied. He's tall and lanky. Well, tall, yeah. I might, well, yeah. I guess he's <laughs> just a taller version of Duckett. But um, but I, I wouldn't mind having him because he's got a lot of USL uh, experience. Um, I want to say he was nominated for some kind of defensive player of the year back when he was at Richmond. I may be pulling that out of nowhere. Uh, but he's he's a good defender. I wouldn't mind having him. Um is beside Duckett, um, having a big body guy so we can cover set pieces and things like that where we struggled last year. Um, anything you particularly would like? Yeah, I don't have any don't specific have? names uh, because, like I said, I don't know the USL player pool as well as you do or even NASL in this case. Um, but what I would really love is – we've kind of already talked about this. I really would like a striker, a true striker, not a uh, like a false nine like we kind of ran out last year, just yeah. a top. He doesn't have to be tall, just a goal scorer. Somebody who can, somebody else besides Enzo and Jorge who can score goals consistently. That's yeah. that's really what we need. We need another option. We, you know, last year we had Hilton could pitch in and get a few goals. I think he, what, he scored four or five last year. Was it that many? A- okay. Alex scored uh, a handful of goals. Yeah. Estrada scored a handful of goals, but neither one. I don't think any of those guys were over five. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe Estrada had six. Uh, yeah. But there were, you know, there were a couple games where he had. I think he had like two braces, so mm-hmm. he wasn't scoring 
consistently. I, I really want someone who can go and score, score goals consistently besides Enzo Martinez and Jorge Herrera. Because I, as we saw last year, uh, when too much of the attack falls on one person, that person being Enzo, it, it makes us easier to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of was what bit us at the end of the season yeah. is we became kind of easy to play against. One if dimensional. You just, you just you packed, if they just packed it in against us and, you know, didn't allow Enzo to be free, we couldn't score goals. Um, yeah. If we could have somebody to take the pressure off of him, um, like I said, who can be a consistent goal scorer. Gotcha. Um, so then, target man, if you will. Uh, Maybe? They don't have to be a target man. I don't care no. what style they play. I don't care if they are uh, playing off the shoulder, trying to run in behind. Mm. If they're a back-to-goal big guy, that's fine too. Yeah. Just somebody who can put the ball in the net. I just don't care how they do it. Just somebody who can do it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the midfield, uh, how we construct the midfield is really going to be, uh, crucial because right now we've really got one midfielder, um, and Enzo is kind of a midfielder high strike her midfielder forward hybrid yeah. as is Herrera. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that you want Jorge Herrera to have to play in a box to box midfield role. I, that's not, yeah. so I don't you wouldn't think prefer him being in the center mid? Given his skills, I don't. I, I can I, agree either way, to be honest with you. Listen, I I love Jorge, but I would hate for him to have to run as much as Lewis Hilton did last year. In yeah. like like when That's when I valid. think of a box to box, hardworking midfielder, I think of what Lewis Hilton did for us last year. Yep. If you put Jorge in that job, that's not going to bring out the best in Jorge. That's true. Um, I think we need to find somebody who can do that type of running that type of energy who can play who can get forward in the attack and track back defensively and, and be hardworking make tackles mm. you know track their man back uh that's something we really need to replace hilton um, yeah that's what's going to be tough is replacing hilton yeah, i mean i think he uh there, there's another question about this but i think he's the one um he, he's one of the losses that's really going to hurt us i think yeah he he'll he may end up being the, the player we're going to miss the most out of the players that we've lost mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I would agree with that. I, but I it depends really on who we re- of another it depends USL on who player. we replace him with too. Yeah, that's the thing. But I can't I can't really think of another USL player that had his exact skill set, and that would work perfectly in our formation and our playing style um, as well as Hilton did. Um, so what we're trying to say is bring Hilton back, please, um, <laughs> or someone similar to yeah. He'll be terrorizing the Western Conference next year. At least Louis. he's in the Western Conference. At least Conference. he's in the West. That's right. Yeah. We don't have to play against him, which will be nice. Yes, unless um, we get to the USL Cup final. Ooh, what? Good shout. Yeah, they'd have to get there too, but... Um, that's, that's a long way out. Let's not get yeah. too ahead of ourselves. All right, <laughs> next question. Or actually, we didn't really answer this. Do we need to change our strategy, you think? I don't think so. I, see, I don't I think, think, our stra- I I don't think, think we have we a pretty will. set even system. It, yeah, even if things... Do, I mean, last year we really didn't have a striker and we didn't change anything. Right. Um, we, I guess, kind of changed some things up. I think we kind of learned as the season went on that people were just all over the place and it was like a nine-headed monster yeah. um, at some times. Um, but I don't think we're really going to change it. I don't think we need to with the, the fullbacks we got now. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to go Rochester and just park the bus every game please try no. to win every game one nil i don't want to watch that i don't style. i don't think i don't think that's coach jeffrey's style um i think we're gonna kind of stick with the strategy that we've got yep. um, all right next question is from wesley riley uh 
and he says, are we losing players to the Rapids or will they be coming back? And uh, let's answer that part of it first. Uh, we just mm. kind of addressed it. Hopefully they're coming back, maybe. Yeah. But also, if they make the MLS roster, I would be super happy for them. I wouldn't yeah. be upset at all. Um, I, I'm i leaning towards they're probably going to be back. Yeah. it's. Hey, I would it, assume at this point we're more than likely going to get Joel Johnson back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost Enzo for a time during the season, depending on how things go up in Colorado. Yeah. Um, especially based on the quote, that they were given in that article yeah. saying that he's a guy who can score goals can can attack in different ways and he's multifaceted and that's if I remember right the article said that that's exactly what they're looking for I think so, it said something like that and we'll share that article uh, after this episode comes out so that everybody can read it mm-hmm. uh, but there's also I don't even know what system Colorado is running this year they are a new coach they have a whole new front office yeah um, I think they're running like a five-three-two supposedly. Really, from some of the stuff that's come out in the preseason. Mm. I know Enzo got about thirty minutes in their first preseason match. I yeah. don't know if he played in the second one. I haven't seen like a full report on the second one yet, and yeah. I think it took place yesterday. Uh, so, oh, did it? It's okay. hard to say. Joel Johnson, I know, hadn't made an appearance yet, um, but mm. Enzo did play thirty minutes in the first game. Um, it, but it could just be a situation where maybe. Uh, they're, Colorado just brought him in just to have a look at him, just to see. Yeah. Um, or And maybe they're not really seriously considering bringing them in. And maybe they're just doing it as a favor to our coaching staff. You never Could know. That, we, yeah. we, you know, these kind of relationships, you know, we're not we're not out there. I think they're out in Arizona. Uh, so it's yeah. hard to really get a feel for it from afar. Yep. Um, but like I said, that's why we're having a guest on, hopefully, next episode. Cross our fingers. To kind of talk about that. Um and so let's go to the second part of Wesley's question, which is, with limited marketing dollars and resources, how does the Charlotte Independents get the word out there that there is a soccer team in Charlotte and get more butts in the seats to support local soccer? And that's a million-dollar question. Yes. Um, um, honestly, it, at, at this point, I can't really speak to what, the, what the, the team needs to do because we don't really know what their budget looks like um, with – this uh, with this new owner, we don't really know how much money is going towards player acquisition, how much money yep. is going towards uh, marketing, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. We don't really know. We don't have we're not we don't have the budgets in front of us. I think the only way I know how to help is to just as fans get the word out ourselves. Yeah. Um. You know, we don't work for the team, but we all support the team. We all love them. Obviously, we work hard. You know volunteering our time to do this podcast to write articles take pictures all that stuff um and and it's it's up to us to kind of reach out to our friends if you know if you have friends that love soccer and don't come to independence games try to get them to come to a game give them tickets uh you know there's 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 ways to do it bring them out to that Um, preseason game talk about yeah talk about the independence any chance you get wear your independence gear Mm -hmm. um i know when I wear independence gear, it's usually a conversation starter. A lot of times the conversation starts with people uh, asking me if I play for the team, which is a weird question, but it gets me talking about, oh, no, I don't play for the independents, but I'm a big fan. Uh, you yeah. know, they play in Matthews, blah, blah, blah. You should come to a game sometime. Yep. It, you know, those are the kinds of things that we can do as fans to kind of help get the word out. Um, and, and hopefully maybe a new owner will increase the marketing budget. I don't know. I think we're a little bit hamstrung by – 
the location, Matthews is not ideal. It's not or, ideal and, for no, everybody. I, I will, I'll say it's more ideal than Ramblewood. Yeah, Ramblewood um, was a logistical nightmare. But it's still not in the center of the city. Yeah. So it's still going to be, you're still going to have people who aren't going to come because it's a drive. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But I think I think there are ways that we we can get more butts and seats. And I think it starts with just getting the word out. And then when we're at the game, creating a good atmosphere, making sure everybody has a good time. Yep. All right. Next question is from Charles Houston and says, how will getting a later start to preseason camp and having so few players on the roster impact the start of the season? I don't know. I was wondering about this. Um, we've got we got we had an early start, or maybe not early start. We had a normal start to preseason. We had a lot more players on the roster last year, yeah. And we still got off to a really so slow start. So it's really hard to say. Um, do you have any thoughts? Like I don't. I was I was really thinking about this question. I just I don't really know. I think at this point, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. My expectations are kind of – I don't want to say dampered because that sounds really negative, but the Eastern Conference has gotten really competitive um, with all the – We think. Yes. Um, and there's still – that's the other thing to keep in mind too. I mean, Cincinnati's loaded up on a lot of players. A lot of teams have loaded up on different players. But the one thing that's going to be really beneficial for us um, is we, we, we brought a pretty good nucleus back of really solid players that have played before they have history together, that kind of thing. I think that may be a competitive advantage for us where, because I've heard it numerous times um, just looking at different articles where players will uh, be on the team and they, they like the atmosphere that we have. I think that'll be really beneficial for us too. Um, sure. Right now on paper, it looks like we would be lucky to make the playoffs, Mm-hmm. But I think there's – I mean, it's a long season. Um, yeah, and I think still, it's just really hard to gauge right now because our yeah. our roster is not full yet. I mean, but yeah, we're not the only team. NFC, they have we're like not the only two team that's players. in this situation. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the thing, big picture-wise. Um, the preseason will be really beneficial as far as trialist goes. I think we're going to be a lot younger this year too um, based on different things. Yeah, I, I but, would imagine we're going to have a lot of rookies. Um, yeah. Or maybe worked out really well for us last year. Yeah, or maybe just players that don't have a lot of USL experience. Yeah. Um, but, but no, I would agree with, with what you said. I think it's really hard to tell right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe after some of these preseason games, we'll know. One thing that does help us, uh, is we get to start at home. We have three straight home games yeah. to start the season mm-hmm. and we're not playing the top teams to start yeah. those games. You know, one of the things that hurt us last year was we played Charleston right off the bat and mm-hmm. then we played, um, a pesky Orlando team, which yeah. they were not... They, Orlando was kind of back and forth. They, sometimes they looked really good. Sometimes they looked awful. Um, and then we played, uh, who was it? After that? Saint Louis, was it St. Louis? I don't know. It was Saint Louis we played We played some good teams to start the season. This yeah. year, on paper, And there was a lot seems, of negative things. On, I mean, we didn't have Enzo for a little while. We yeah, did, I think. There were a lot of outs, not outside, but a lot of negative factors going into the season. Um, yeah, we were without Enzo for a few games. Um it's, you know, it is what it is at this point. We've got eight players. What we think, like we said earlier, we think they're really good. Yeah. So and I think in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have pretty close to a full roster, if not a full roster. Yeah. Or and, at least starting 11 announced at that point. And the point. core of our team, like you said, has played together yeah. for multiple seasons now. That, I think, will really help to hopefully, because we got to get off to a better start this year than we did last year. Yeah. Um, 
And, I, and I, like I said, the schedule is a little bit friendly to start the season. Mm-hmm. So I think we really need to try and take advantage of that yep. and, and, and hit the ground rolling. And we're um, going to have consistency in Matthews, too, which we've yeah, I, never yeah. had. That's awesome. We've I, that's, never, that's something we, else that we didn't yeah. even touch on, mm-hmm. and that's kind of an off-the-field thing. But yeah. to have a home-field advantage, so to speak, to start the season. Because last year we played in three stadiums. This year we'll play in one. Yep. which will, I think, be really beneficial, mm-hmm. both to the fans and the players. Yeah, um, and I think that'll help uh, Wesley's question, too, as far as getting people out to the games and things like that. That consistency is going to be huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So next question is from Jason. I think Jason asked five questions by himself or more. <laughs> uh, so he said, y'all need some tough questions. Assuming we could have gotten them to return, which player was it smart to allow to leave? Yearwood, Hilton, or Ross? Um, the question's a little confusing because, like, it's assuming we could have gotten them to return. Um, I guess this is tough. Um, was it smart to allow – I don't think it was smart to allow Hilton to leave, but I don't know that we really could have gotten him to return. Yeah. Because he – I don't know. Um, so the only one I would really – that really stands out to me here is maybe Yearwood, but only because I think we we, we signed a really good replacement. Yeah. Uh, I think Yearwood's f- a good player. Yeah. And so, like, in a vacuum, letting Yearwood leave is not smart. Mm-hmm. But because of who we replaced him with, I think it was smart, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's almost the situation where we had Castillo going back and forth where we just – not that we had too many, but we didn't need that many fullbacks on the roster going back and forth compared to having midfielders or having strikers. So it's it's almost good we let him go in a way. Um, in the in the moment, I was really I was going crazy because I I don't know how we didn't get Yearwood back, but ultimately we've got two really good fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that problem will resolve itself. The midfield's still going to be a major potentially major issue with it, which is odd because it's the exact opposite problem we had last year. Yeah, um, and, and 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 to hit on Hilton and Ross, I think we probably I think we tried to bring we definitely tried to bring Ross back, uh, but I think we there's. There's no way we didn't. We just said, Lewis, you know, thanks for your two years of service. We don't really want you this kind of year. I don't yep. think there's any way they said that. I think it was mm-hmm. St. Louis had, I think, uh, playing for uh, Anthony Pulis was yep. probably a big draw for Lewis Hilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a and good young coach. They've made a lot of signings this offseason, yeah, too. St. So Louis they're... is a cool city. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they probably just wanted to play against Los Dos and score numerous that, goals. There's that too. That, Maybe yeah. he wanted to play in a, in warmer climates. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but but I I think we probably tried to bring him back. I don't think, you know that that was one where if we had let him walk away without giving an offer, that's definitely not smart. Um, yeah. But here's part two of the question. Oh, he's got three questions in one. So what skills does Ducks center back partner need to complement Ducks skill set? We kind of hit on this earlier. You see, yeah. you said. We need somebody who is a big body and can play in the air. Um, I would tend to agree with that because uh, Duck is kind of fast, athletic. Mm-hmm. He's more of a relies on his athleticism to um, get back and be, he's a strong tackler. And whereas in the past, Kalunji was more of a he would rely on his positioning and his intelligence yeah. finesse and that type of thing. Uh, yeah. I think maybe having a more athletic version of Kalunji, if that makes sense, <laughs> somebody who is kind of combines their two skill sets, if such a player exists. Yeah. Um, but if, if I had to choose, I guess I would choose somebody who is always going to be in the right position 
always going to be uh, cutting the passes out, making interceptions. Um, but like you said, I would also love a guy six foot four. Yeah, I think we need giant. somebody that's above, that's taller than Duckett because if you look at our roster right now, I mean, even if we get a striker that's fairly tall, assuming like like let's say we get somebody that's yeah. Calvert's height, other than. So, like, right now, if we have someone that's the size of Duckett, we're going to have um, Kevin or Kavan, Kevin George, uh, who's 6'2". We're going to have Duckett, who's 6'2". And assuming we have a Psycho that's 6'2", that's three players that are moderately height. Um, <laughs> that was a really weird way of putting that. But if we don't have another tall player, then we're going to get killed on set pieces again, quite frankly. Uh, um, maybe. Possibly. I, you know, if we have guys who are maybe smaller but are – better at marking on set pieces i think yeah we'll marking okay. may have been the issue too but yeah because some of those set piece goals we gave up were just to guys unmarked in the box and yeah. there's no you know height's not gonna fix that <laughs> also do you hear that ben is the one hyping all the height by the way oh, jason okay. Are so you i know i know right that now? i know that there's this uh this uh conspiracy against not a conspiracy <laughs> there's this uh theory that i am the one who wants only tall players uh, but that's obviously not true. Ben wants tall players too. So. He told me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then last question is, will Dimico's new core involvement derail Memorial chances? I have no clue. I don't really know that much about the guy. So that puts that one to bed. Um, yeah. Zach Dyke, pizza or burgers? This is kind of random. Uh, see, I, I was know. having a hard time about this one. They're both honest. completely different. They're very different. They're junk food. But they're both I mean, they awesome. go in that same category. Um, our players should not eat them. I'll say that. During the season. During the season, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a good point. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I'd go with pizza. There's more options with pizza. I mean, burgers are kind of pigeonholed to one type type of meal. Um, yeah, but, you could say that. I don't know. There's a lot of options with burgers. Well, I'll say that. I'll say mine. I, I would say burgers. I love really? pizza. Okay. Well, at least right now. Right now, I would say burgers. You know. Maybe in a few months I'll pick pizza. I don't yeah. know. I like them both. Can't go wrong with either one of them. Uh, the next question comes from Wesley Pascal, um, and it says, "What's the latest on the Sportsplex expansion? I haven't heard anything in a while. Um, we don't really know. We know that construction has begun on yes. the expansion, and they're expanding to like I can't remember if it's 4,200 or 4,600 or 4,500, somewhere in there. Yeah, over 4,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, going to double the almost double the seats yeah the seats now but they definitely have broken ground we know that um yes but as far as since then i don't know i haven't seen any progress since then uh hopefully it'll be done uh before the season starts because that would be a nightmare hopefully i guess we'll know like construction people during yeah the you want to you want to come uh there. check out that preseason game maybe that's why it has to be on a sunday because that'll be when the construction crews are off ah, that um, makes sense. you can kind of see the progress that they make in three weeks I hear they're going to have a lot of ATMs. <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay. The next question is also from Jason. Is the Enzo <laughs> shirt the hottest indie-related apparel design ever? Yes, it is. I don't know. The, the oh, it's yeah. right there. It, it's <laughs> neck and neck with the Charlotte Till I Die shirt by 704 Shop. It's they're neck very and close. neck. Um, but the other one doesn't have Enzo on it. So That's that's right. Enzo, Enzo makes the takes the cake there. Yes. Um, the next question comes from Garrett Beaver and it says, are you worried that we still only have eight players signed a couple weeks before the preseason players sent down help, 
but we are still incredibly thin at the moment, right? Um, we kind of just addressed this. Uh, yes, we are thin at the moment. Yeah. But if you go back uh, to previous seasons for the Charlotte Independence, uh, last year is a really good example of this. We didn't really fill out our roster until I mean, I think we were still making roster moves up and up through the after the season it started. Yeah. Uh, so this is not uncommon for the independents. Mm-hmm. A lot of their moves will come in late February, early March. That's been the way it always has been. I think, like we said, because of resources, that's going to be the way it always is. Yeah. We're not going to be able to go out and pay these guys more money than the rest of the league to grab their signature early. That's yep. just not – we don't have the money to do that. Uh, we're not Cincinnati. We're not Tampa. We're not Louisville. We can't just go say, hey, we're going to pay you two times more than anybody else in the league can pay you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on top of it, we need more depth as well with the way we play and things like that. So I'm not even really opposed to – or I'm not really against having more consistently see throughout the roster mm-hmm. as opposed to having a um, – a major signing uh, and throwing a bunch of money at him. I'd almost rather have a more consistent. Yeah, uh, I, I see what you're saying. So person, rather than yeah. pay one person a lot of money <clears throat> and then not have as much money to pay our depth guys to yeah. maybe have more money to spread around, I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And that that's a good point too. Maybe if we focus more on our roster spots uh, nine through sixteen rather than one through four, yeah, uh, we'll have the ability to go further. I mean, you think about it too. This just popped in my head. Nobody knew who Lewis Helton was before he started playing for us. That's true. He came out of nowhere. I I think Um, one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is our coaching staff's ability to develop players. Yeah. Uh, We have seen some rookies come through our, our team and become really good players in this league. Yeah. And even NLS. Because we saw like two of Colorado's starters played – would you say significant time in Charlotte? Or um, they, they, they were different they were significant time. players for Charlotte, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Marlon Hairston was a starter, was he not? Yeah, he was a starter for Dominique us. Dominique Badgie was a starter. Mm-hmm. So like those those are guys who got time with Charlotte, yep. developed, and I think Coach Jeffries had a hand in their yep. development. And then you see guys. We had last year. We had Lewis Hilton. Mm-hmm. Callum Ross and Jaime Sias were all, and Austin Yearwood too, were all young players yeah. in their first or second that year. That pipeline with the Eagles is going to be really good. I mean, they Maybe. just want to be Whatever. Well, we'll see. It's, it's still something there. Which... Eh, sometimes, but I don't want to count on a PDL because PDL is so random. Yeah. Like the, it's like a two month long season. I don't really, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Can't rely on that. Right. That's yeah. Saying. That's yeah. that's what I mean. But like, I I just think that our coaching staff has a really a uh, good eye for talent and then yeah. be, being able to pull that talent out of players. So like maybe there's, there's probably going to be two or three guys that we signed this year that we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And maybe by the end of the season, they're impact players. Exactly. I think that's, that's been a pattern. I think we can say that there's, you know, we've very seldomly had just straight up duds. Yeah. That's, um, that's a good point. So yeah, there's all that. right. So do you see any more? For the talking jacks, I have a couple that were sent to me, also from Jason. Do you see <laughs> any more? Did we get to all of them? I think we got all. Okay, of them. so we've got a couple more from Jason. So for fans new to Indy, which we're gonna have to stop calling them Indy because Indy is yeah. Indy Eleven. So yeah. people are gonna get really confused if we call the Independence Indy. So I'm gonna so throw that out there. I know we like to shorten it, but the yeah. Independence for fans new 
uh, for new fans, what well-known team plays in a similar style? So I think what he's getting at is the Barcelona thing. Yeah. Luckily, um, we don't play like Real Madrid, who is not playing very well this year. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so in the past, uh, Charlotte has been coined Barcelona yeah. for their similarity uh, in playing style to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to play out of the back. We like to play with – we kind of defend with possession. Uh but also we can hit you on the counter because we've got some really athletic and talented guys in our front four. Yep. Um, I guess Enzo is our Messi, if you will. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess the kind of the comparisons kind of stop there. I don't really know. We don't really have a Suarez <laughs> I mean, yeah, or a name. Well, there's not Neymar anymore. A lot of possession. I don't really know Barcelona too well, to be honest with you. You went there. Come on. No, I mean, I know the, the city and things like that. I've been in uh, But didn't you Camp go New. to the stadium? Yeah. Yeah, I've been in Camp Nou. Um but uh, but yeah, I, I know we're a we're a pass heavy team. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talked about this a little, little bit too, but a lot of our players will fluctuate in different positions. Yeah, I mean, they'll there rotate was, at, at the front throughout yeah. the game. We had David Estrada flopping around with uh, <laughs> flopping around. That sounds weird. Switching, switching Rotating with with Alex, uh, with Alex Martinez. Sides. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll still see a lot of that because um, it worked really well. Um, I think so too. I, yeah. You know, Barcelona is a cool nickname. Uh, and then I, I really love the style. It's really great yeah. to see all that passing, um, especially when we're really on our game. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, one touch passing. Yeah. Uh, the month of July is like our peak. Yeah. It is the top see, of the bell curve. I, I said this yesterday. I said that Arsenal and Independence are far more alike than Barcelona and the Independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that will, some of you will say, yeah, but some of you are going to not like that. So <laughs> I won't go there. Uh, but there are, if you read between the lines, there yes. are similarities between Arsenal. They pull your heartstrings, and, and they uh, yes, yeah. That's the, the the comparison we have there. So everyone is in in part somewhat an Arsenal fan of that fan? style, I guess. I don't yeah, know. maybe that's a stretch. So final question: How many non-talls will Alex Warren allow in his preferred starting eleven? So back to this question. <laughs> so my my only thing with tall players. I want at least one tall center back. I would like you a, t- wanted a tall striker, though, didn't you? I would like a tall striker. Okay. Ideally, <laughs> it is not something that I absolutely have to have. So let's just get this, you know, get this. Put this myth to bed. Yeah, because the only thing I don't want is like a five-eight center back. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, so you don't want Zev Tablib as a center back? No, not at all. Okay. Um, but. I don't know where this bias came from. I like non-talls. We have our best players are non-talls. I like that we're using the word talls. Well, that's what Jason said, so I'm going to go with it. I like non-talls. I just prefer talls at the back and in the center. That's all. Um, so I guess how many? I guess eight. I'll allow eight. Up to eight. There we go. Does that answer the question? I think that does. I think that does, yeah. Do we have anything else to – we don't really have anything else to hit. This episode has gone a little bit longer than I thought it would. We got way more questions this time. Normally we get like two questions. So when when we put – you know, but you guys, thank you for – It's nice when we put out the question more than 20 minutes. uh, Well, that's something something else that got said. (laughs) This year we're going to do a lot better. We have plans this year. We're going to, you know, put a little bit more time into our podcast and our articles and stuff. Um because we love you and we love the Charlotte Independence. Yes. Um, I don't, you know, we just have a couple more things to go over. Uh, we're holding our very first contest 
it? Contest. Contest. So this week we are giving away the latest issue of Howler Magazine. If you are not familiar with Howler Magazine. Is that um, about monkeys? Howler nope. It monkeys? is about soccer. No. Oh, and okay. it is awesome. It is independent soccer magazine. There is some really awesome journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, this month's story, uh, or this month's cover story is about uh, how the U.S. failed to qualify, and it kind of dives in. I haven't gotten to that It was like a tier, yet. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, the cover is okay. really sweet. Um, yeah. But let's uh, the, the winner will get the, the issue of Howler Magazine. Uh, we're going to run contests here and there throughout the season, um, so keep your eyes peeled to our social media accounts. Specifically, the rules for this one, um, it's going to be an Instagram contest. So you're going to have to follow us on Instagram, and you're going to have to like the post. Uh, it'll probably go up after the this episode comes out, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Um, so just go follow us on Instagram. On all the social medias, we are at Talking Jacks, so we're very easy to find. Have we got an email yet? I know we got. Oh, an email. we have. No, we haven't gotten any emails from anybody, <laughs> um, but we do have an email address. It's talkingjacks at gmail and that is talking without the G. I know there's been some confusion in other channels about them us not having the G, but it's mm-hmm. talking without the G. There's no G. Um, so follow us on Instagram, and we will release the uh, the rules for the contest there in the coming days so get excited uh i hope you all enjoyed this episode we enjoyed making it yes we have enjoyed talking about uh the jacks mm-hmm. so, looking forward to some new news i'm um, hopefully this yeah i would week. love to have some anything, more roster yeah. news before we record again um, but we'll see you know sometimes the player signings come all at once sometimes they're spaced out so hopefully you know we'll have some more news coming soon Maybe even before the episode's released. Well, probably not before it's released. Because uh, that's no. that's the next thing in news. We're going to go to, instead of releasing on Tuesdays this season, we're going to be Mondays. Mondays. And um, if all things go the way we want it to go, we're going to be bringing you two episodes a week. What? Two episodes two a week. Two times a week. I know. Monday and Friday. It's going uh, to be a good time. So if you've made it this far, we thank you very, very much for thank listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating uh, we love interacting with you guys on Twitter and anywhere else. Um, like I said, follow us, reach out to us if you got questions, comments, concerns, and thank you so much for listening. It is great to be back. Ben, you have any last thoughts? Uh, come on, you jacks. That's my line. You can't take oh, it. Oh, I just took your. Oh, I'm sorry. As always, folks. The first one of the season. Come on, you jacks. Woo.